Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. This is what Kev used to get where he's at. He was like, so many people use this site and Kev was bringing in so many people to download it to, it pushed him to the front of the site. Gotcha. And people was like, who is this dude? You said you sold like 17,000 or something So far, like that? yeah, 17,000. And when I last checked last Friday on uh, September 27th, when I last checked, it was at like 17,000. How? What's up, Hot Breathiverse? Welcome back to the Hot Breath Podcast, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and thank you for all the support you guys have shown on my Trophy Husband tour over the past week. I'm entering week two today, actually, but last week we were in New Orleans, Lafayette, Louisiana, Houston, Texas, El Dorado, Arkansas. Came back to Atlanta last night for a corporate gig. Now I'm hitting the road. I'm going to Huntsville. I'll be in Chattanooga. I'll be in Nashville, uh, Maryville as well. Uh, back to Huntsville and then back to Atlanta. But I'm telling you, the first week of this tour, thank you to all the hot brethren and sistren that came out in New Orleans, in Lafayette, in Houston, in El Dorado, Every city we went to, there was at least a handful of people coming up, showing love for the podcast, and it was cool to actually connect with you, and not only on the podcast level, but then get to perform and see uh, comedy live, as opposed to just hearing it on this podcast and talking about it, but to see comedy in action. It's just... It's always so rewarding to connect with you. So if you are in Huntsville, if you are in Chattanooga, if you are in Maryville, if you are in Nashville, please come out, connect. I'm going to link the schedule in the show notes just so you can come out and see where I'll be and when because this is, this is what I'm hoping to do with comedy and with this podcast is to connect with other comedians and really help and inspire each other to strive to be more. That's why last week's episode, if you haven't heard it yet, highly recommended. While I was at World Series of Comedy, I met a comic named Sean Patrick Moore who had been living out of his van for eight months, traveling around doing comedy. So I was able to post the audio of that in the podcast, and I recorded the video tour as well that I put on our Patreon. So that'll be linked in the show notes as well. But if you'd like to get that video, and I've been posting my sets over this tour and a lot of behind-the-scenes footage, like in New Orleans, I didn't get booed, but a lady did moo me. So I posted the video of that, and just I'm posting more educational content over there as well, and it's just a, uh, if you will, fast and easy way to support the show while also getting additional video content. So head on over to the Patreon no donation is too small, but it all does make a big difference as we're traveling around doing live podcasts and really starting to connect directly. So anything you feel the show is worth, feel free to go over to Patreon and just show a little love and uh, get some fun additional content. Like the video for today's episode 
will also be over on the Patreon. So if you'd like to see more of this episode, head on over to that because my guest today is actually a cat I met in New Orleans. So you can see these last few episodes have been the the gorilla style. I'm just out there running and gunning, connecting with comics, and interviewing just that raw comedy game. And this is for sure one that you are not going to forget and you are going to want to listen to several times because this cat, as I was researching my tour and I was looking to come to New Orleans, he was a name I kept seeing popping up, popping up, popping up. And as fate would have it, at one of the shows I did in New Orleans, I, I did my show at the Howlin' Wolf, and then I connected with a comic from Lafayette. We went and did this open mic, and lo and behold, this comedian I'm interviewing was at the show. We hadn't really connected. We hadn't scheduled an interview, but as soon as I saw him and knew who he was, I was like, yo, this is fate. We've got to do this interview, and I popped over to his place the next day before heading out to Lafayette, and it was supposed to be like a 15-minute interview, but it grew into just this, it was like a 35-minute just master class on the DIY hustle. I was so attracted to this cat because I just recorded my own comedy special, but this guy has released five of his own comedy specials, and his most recent comedy special was up to 17,000 downloads. Yeah. That's real money, people, all self-produced. So this is a cat who's been in the game a minute and really just that that DIY approach. I'm, I'm a big fan of it, and I'm starting to interview more and more people who are just willing to pursue comedy by any means necessary and just do whatever it takes to make this their job. And this is someone who I would highly encourage you to reach out to if you find this episode helpful. He is a great comedy resource for us all to connect and learn from. And this is just a nice taste of all the knowledge that he has learned over over 15 years in this comedy game. So we are learning as we're doing this that there is no right way. There's really only your way. And there is no formula to follow in terms of, okay, well, I need to... I need to do a taping and then I need to submit it to this late night show and then I need to go A, B, C. No. Everyone has their own path and the more we can learn from each other's paths, the more we can adapt and start to actually blaze our own trails. So I'm excited to share this episode with you. As you can tell with this intro, I mean, I haven't connected with you in a minute, so I wanted to get all this out, but I feel like it's all super valuable. So with all that being said, enjoy this episode Connect with my guest. Connect with me. If you're going to be in any of these cities I listed, I will link all of them in the show notes. Please come out to the show. Connect with me directly. Let's really... I've been um, traveling around with these hot breath waters as well. So if you'd like one, come out to the show. Holla at your boy. And with all that being said... Oh, that was a very uh, verbose intro. Haven't done one of those in a while. But with all that being said... Hot brethren and sistren. There is only one thing left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath. All right, here we go. With Mark. Hot breath verse. Caesar. This is part of our on the road segment. We are out here on tour in New Orleans. 
and had to link up with one of New Orleans' most legendary comedians. He goes by the name of Mark Caesar. This cat has produced five of his own comedy specials. Everything he's done has been self-produced and DIY. So I knew he was a cat I had to connect with and really, really, really share the game to help all of you out there DIY yourself. Do your own hustle, all right? So I'm wearing shorts for this big event, so it is a very exciting occasion for us here at the Hot Breath of Verse. Maybe get a little calf action. But long story short, let's go see him. Yo, yo. Yo, are we in here? This is Mark Caesar. Yeah, making a sandwich. Making a, a sandwich? No, I'm good. I you appreciate sure? it. Yeah. I got ham and turkey. I just ate a bunch of, uh, I packed sweet potatoes. Okay. On the road. <laughs> like a sweet potato farm? I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. I, I bring bread and I made a, a, a sweet potato sandwich. You trying to watch your weight? I just, I try to eat as much sustenance as possible. Gotcha. So it's like a bunch of fiber and like yeah. carbs just to keep me filled up. When I'm on the road, <laughs> my phone. <laughs> it's a rental, so we can blow that rental up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. Yeah. You have all this memorabilia too. Yeah. Oh, they spelled your name right there. They That's good. My name right on that one. <laughs> oh, this happened this year, right? That was uh, last year. This was. I remember you. You had posted something. Yeah, I posted it again. Yeah, so this was um, Ricky Smiley, Tony Roberts, Red Grant. Oh, DC, dang. How did you, how'd you get on this gig? Um, this guy, Boogie does a comedy slam in every city that he plays in. Uh-huh. So, uh, at the time when he was in New Orleans, um, you know, he had seen performed before a few times. And uh, they booked me to do his uh, Boogie's comedy slam. Which was super dope, super dope experience. I had a really, really good time with that. Um, it was at the Sanger Theater on Canal Street. It was sold out. Just, just amazing. It was a real good show. And it's all, that's, that's what's so cool, and that's why I wanted to connect with you. It's just because you're like popping, but it's all like you. And it's all like because of you just yeah, being just, like consistent and funny. That's all I try to do. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing major. Just I'm trying to blow a budget. Nothing like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like you keep the. Yeah, I have one of these too. Well, like it's kind of like a shadow box of a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think all comics should definitely. Yeah, you gotta man, you gotta keep that stuff. I agree. I always keep a ticket stuff from the show. Yeah. Every show, a flyer from every show. Um, like. Everything, whether it went good or bad, I, I try to keep something from every show. Yeah, I do too. Over here, we got to Just to show people, like, what's possible, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. It's some stuff that I don't even have, I don't even have up. Just because frames too high. But, uh, <laughs> so, oh, I like all that, and then everything is better with bacon. And I barely eat, I damn near eat barely no bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that's just something that my grandmother got me that she thought was cool. Right, 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 right. <laughs> when I first moved here. Oh, and you have a kid too? I have kids. Kids? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're like a grown up. Yep. So you my have a father's right day. That's my son's uh, presidential award for being the top academic student Ooh. in the nation. It is great. Wow. Yeah, he's smart. <laughs> You're smart too. That's Mark Jr. And uh Oh, that's what's up. 
you know. How many kids do you have? I have three boys. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, three boys. You are a full-grown adult. Yeah, man. Stretched thin. And you, you've been doing comedy, I think you said, like 18 years? 17. 17? It'll be 18 and, um... It'll be 18 years New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Oh, so that your first time was on New Year's Eve? Yeah. Way back when? Way back when. I was like 15. 15? 15. What happened? Where was it? How it was did you at, book it? it? What? Uh, La Nuit Comedy Theater on Forest Street. And uh, it was the open mic. And, um, you know, I told my friends, I said, let's go over there. Let's go check it out. Uh-huh. Went and checked it out. Went and did it. I got up. Which, I mean, we had, I had already been working on some material. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, what a well-known comic from, like, uh, she's pretty well-known. But she's from New Orleans, and I grew up around her. Her and my grandmother actually grew up together. So What? Yeah, very well-known comic. What's her name? Uh, Miss Dupree. Miss Dupree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Times on the morning show, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Talking Dirty at the Duck with Martin Lawrence? Mm, I haven't, but, I mean, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. If, if anyone has, but that's her. That was her. She was the co-star in that movie with Martin. Wow. Stuff like that, so, you know. Kind of born into it a little bit there. Well, not, well, she's not my relative, but. The access to it, though. Like, exactly. people don't have access to comedy like that Plus, a lot. With the, with, the, with the comedy theater being in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, all my friends were able to walk. You know, we was right there. Like, right where we was at last night at the other bar. Right. Next to, well, next to it. Where the Philly cheesesteak place is on the corner used to be the comedy theater. Used to be Lionel Week Comedy Theater. What? Yep. And that's why I got started. And how did you, you had always wanted to do comedy? Or what made you decide to get on that night? Not. I, 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 like I said, I had been working on material because she heard me roasting my friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you can write stuff like that? I was like, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was 14 then. <laughs> 14? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've been at it for a minute, and I feel like it's probably nothing I haven't seen in the game, which yeah. helps me a lot, you know, with moving forward and and trying to, you know, do um, do the, the type of shows that I like to do and mm-hmm. the way I like to do them. I don't really work with promoters a lot, um, only because I feel like I'm going to have to do a lot of legwork anyway, with me already having a fan base. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? If they already follow me, I can reach out to them. And tell them about the show, you know, so. That's what was crazy. Just your marketing game is like, because as I was building this tour I'm on, like as soon as I was in New Orleans or like looking around New Orleans, it's like you were like everywhere. Like yeah. everything I looked New Orleans, Mark Caesar was somewhere in the yeah. mix. And then when I got to the show last night and a comic was like, oh yeah, that's Mark Caesar. He's like, that's the guy right there. And I was yeah. just like, oh, these, this Mark's the plug out here. Yeah. He's the comedy plug. So how did, how were you able to build such like a loyal and engaged fan base. I think when I first started doing it, mm-hmm. it was, comedy isn't a hot thing in New Orleans. It is now, actually, it's, it's real hot in New Orleans right now. We got some, we got some comedians that's really doing their thing around the country, um, uh, abroad, like just doing it. But at first, when I first started, if we could take it back about 10 years, we didn't really have much of a scene. Mm-hmm. I would say like 2008, say 11 years, when I first came home from from off my first tour, and um, in the Air Force, when my first deployment, I, oh, okay. I come home, I just hit the ground running. While I was overseas, I was just like, man, when I get back, I'm just, 
I might have given my all to this comedy thing. And just started building it like that. A lot of people knew me from high school and stuff like that. And around 2008 was when people were starting to like really move back into the city after Katrina. So that was, you know, that was, everything was working in my favor in that regard and putting together. And then people just started coming out. People just started coming out, coming out until it's been growing. I, I, I dropped some viral skits around the time that YouTube first started taking off, oh. put some viral stuff out and people just been following me ever since. What so, were the viral skits? Well, we had uh, this video called Shit New Orleans Girls Say. Word. Okay, when, that was a and, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, like and, and when, shit, when we dropped Shit New Orleans Girls Say, it just got, everything got crazy. Okay. Like, I mean, it got real crazy. I remember one time Kevin Hart had an event. Well, that's when we were doing the, um, the Middle Light stand-up competition. I remember those, yeah. All right, so at this time, Kevin was big, but... 2000, this is 2012, so Kevin was big, and people knew Kevin, but Kevin wasn't the Kevin he is right now. I mean, every, you know, every year he gets bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but that was like a month after I dropped the video, and we did a, a pop-up at Walmart, at a, at a Walmart location with, 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 uh, with Coors Light, or oh, Miller Light, to advertise the show and give out tickets. I'll open this bag and I'll put the chips on the floor. <laughs> to, uh, to advertise. <laughs> what the hell? You did, yeah. I got, I got him in the trance over here. Yeah, to advertise the show. And the way New Orleans people are, we not, we not like, we don't go crazy about celebrities. We don't care. Mm -hmm. We don't care. But to them, I was like a celebrity on some shit. So everybody was like rushing to me, trying to Ooh. take pictures of me and everything. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ridiculous. So, and I think that's smart because are you familiar with the show with Hot Breath? Yeah. So it's like all comedy mastery, you know, like spitting game. And I think it, I think what's valuable about that lesson is that you comics want they want to try to get everyone. Mm -hmm. But it's like you were like, no, I'm going after New Orleans. I'm gonna make something specific to where I'm already at. Yeah. And that's what blows up. Yeah, we can kind of see if you want. Yeah, yeah. Where you want to? Uh, wherever you want. Uh, wherever you want. These all reclined, so whatever. <laughs> so get comfy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool if I eat my sandwich on camera. Dude, no, huh? please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of people eat on here, so you're good. <laughs> we catch. This is raw. Yeah. Because I'm I'm starting to do more of these interviews too, where it is more. It's like more just like guerrilla style, mm -hmm. just like on the road capturing comics and their element, you know. Because I will do more like polished interviews, but also. I think it's valuable for people to just kind of understand the the grit of comedy yeah and just the hustle of it i like that kind of stuff yeah, yeah for I like sure the, i like people to see the real you know what i'm saying None yeah sat down here's a script here's what you say mm -hmm. now i'm like all that shit so in the thing if we just want to say the thing that first stuck out to me when i saw you was you had just produced your own special yeah and then when I talked to you last night at the show, you were like, oh yeah, I've done five. And then I was like, wait, what? And then the numbers for this special you just dropped, you said you sold like 17,000 or something so far, like that? So far, yeah, 17,000. When I last checked last Friday on uh, September 27th, when I last checked, it was at like 17,000. How? Just by putting it out. So that website that I'm on is called gumroad.com. Yeah. And... A, a friend of mine from Kansas City, who I performed with, um, he when he first seen it, I was about to put my special out. He was like, "How are you releasing it?" And I was like, "Well, I'm going to do thumb drives and things like that." 
He was like, yeah, all that's cool, but you need to put it online. You need to put it up for, uh, for digital. He said, it's super easy. Like, this stuff probably took 10 minutes hmm. to get it online. And uh, he was telling me, he was like, yeah, Kev on stage, this is what Kev used to get what he's at. He was like, so many people use this site and Kev was bringing in so many people to download it to, it pushed him to the front of the site. Gotcha. And people was like, who is this dude? You know, it, it made other people want to check it out. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and do that too. And um, it was free to sign up and everything. I put it up there. They take their little percentage out. You get it just like any other, you know, streaming site. Right, whatever. right, right. And um, yeah, so it's available online. You know, and that's pretty much where everybody's doing everything now online. Mm-hmm. So that was the beauty of it. Um, and that's how I came about with that one. And I'm just, the numbers have been good because I have a, I have a decent sized following on social media. Like I'm, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter. You know, I have numbers and I have different people on all those. So I make sure I advertise it separately on all three, plat- on all three platforms. That way I can maximize my numbers. What do you mean advertise it separately? Like, I don't post about shows on Facebook the same way I post about shows on Twitter. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like, I might, I have to word things differently on Facebook. I feel like Facebook is more family oriented, even though it's wild as hell. But it's still, that's where your mom might see your shit at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not, not that my mom don't know how I get down, but the <laughs> fact that... <laughs> but just the simple fact that I need to, uh, you know, I, I need to word things. Like, I have aunts, uncles, stuff like that. But they all want to support people that live afar, live away, things like that. They all want to support, too. I just have to word it for the way for them to get it. And I feel like Twitter is more, it's, it's, it's more hip. It's more younger. So I can advertise to them a certain type of way. Like, I can post a clip and people will be like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm getting, I like this. Mm-hmm. How can I find it? And, you know, there's a link in my bio and they go get it. So would you? So is Facebook more like a storytelling where it's like, oh, I've been doing comedy. Thanks for all for your support. I just released yep. my new special. And then like Twitter is more like, yo, I just dropped this. It's yep. hot. Pick it up. Type deal. Yep. Okay. Yep. Facebook is like Oprah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Facebook like Oprah. Twitter is like 106 and Punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at yeah. it, though. Yeah, that's savvy. Mm-hmm. It, but to get 17, that, like, it's, it's one thing for people to like it and be like, oh, that's great, congrats, I've always believed in you, blah, blah, blah. But to get them to click the link and then to get them to click pay for this, because yeah. it's 15 bucks, right? 10. It's 10. Oh, I thought I saw 15. Yeah, 10 online. 10, 10 online. online. Yeah. So what do you think is making the difference in people liking it is one thing and having a following, but then them actually going and clicking the pay button that's interesting because i never actually thought about what would make somebody want to pay for something that i have Mm -hmm. you know um but on the same token i think people look at it as a support thing they look at it as like they want to support but it's no way that i have seventeen thousand supporters so (laughs) i don't know i uh that's a good question i had to think about that i don't know Whatever it is, I'm thankful for it, though. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that number is, like, yeah, I'm, staggering I'm super, for anyone, dude. Super thankful for it, you know? And, and maybe it's, like, 
maybe when you posted it, you got a nice pop from people that support you, but then that helped with the algorithm of the site. Right. Maybe that pushed you further, like you said, with Kev on stage. Yeah. Maybe that helped. Yeah, I think the numbers was kind of directing other people to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been, I just recorded my special. Right, which, I've seen that. So the crazy timing of all this also, beyond just, I mean, comedy's so cool and life is so cool when you actually start paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the timing is I just recorded it. I'm in the the beginning stages of editing it. Like I'm, I just got the audio back from the engineer. And when I get back after this tour, we're gonna put our heads down and actually knock out editing. Mm-hmm. But the the plan is like, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to climb the mountain of, I've been doing this almost 10 years. Okay. Let me release a special, you know, and just kind of get myself out of my comfort zone. And same thing on top of that, it's good to have the content. Right, exactly. People are always asking about your content, mm-hmm. but they always expect it to be like on YouTube or something. I'm like, I'm not putting my jokes on YouTube like that. So, yep. here's a link if you want to buy it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can buy it under the copyrights and all that. <laughs> and you self-produced this, right? Yes. So you just went all in on yourself. Yeah, you I, I yourself. actually filmed it. I filmed it here. In this room? Not in this room, but similar. Really? Yeah. Let's take a walk. Really? Yeah, let's take a walk. I'm going to show you why I filmed today. What? <laughs> All right. This is exciting. Yeah, let's take a walk. <laughs> so, let's take a walk, everybody. This is a military community. This is uh, so perfect. Everybody here uh-huh. who lives here is military veterans. Okay. And um, actually, this is called it's called Bastion. We're the first of our kind. With this, this community is the first of its kind in America. Really? So, yeah. Direct, dedicated strictly to military veterans, uh-huh. um, post 9-11, things like that, disabilities, things of that nature. Wow. So we have a community center called the, uh, the Purple Heart Room, which oh. they actually, that's a little stage we have out here too. So we do stuff out here in the courtyard also. Um, we do concerts out here from time. We might get the local band, come out, people come sit on the lawn mm-hmm. and kick it. And um, we do, you know, we do a concert series. So, um, I'm eating my stuff while we walk. No, you're great. Dude, this is so cool. Because I know when I pulled up, I was like, this is like a community or something's going on here. So that makes sense. This is how we do in New Orleans. Like they got a meet going on in there right now. Okay. That's the community center. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, with the community center, I took that room and I transformed it into... uh, I took that room and I transformed it into a, a comedy setup. Okay. I, I, I built a set. We had a set. So if you see my comedy special, if you've ever seen a clip from it or anything, you see the set and it has my name on it, the Mark Caesar with the stuff popping out. Spelled correctly. Back, spelled correctly. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we, we filmed it in there. I did two nights. I did an invite only show. I didn't tell anybody I was filming my special. Uh-huh. And I did uh, 50 seats both nights. 50 seats and it, it got the word got out about it and people was like man I, I didn't get invited I didn't get invited I sent 100 invites mm-hmm. you know between the two days and I still had so many people that, that I missed so I, what I did was but I, I definitely filmed it in there nobody ever know we, we had the sound so panels cool. if, you see, if you look in there you can see the sound panels on the wall on oh. the ceiling stuff like that I don't want to look like the feds right. peeking in the window with the camera yeah. you'll be like who's the white boy yeah right 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 <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know if they can really see in there, but what you guys can do is uh, go buy the special. 
Yeah. And you'll see the room right there. Support support this cat out yeah, here on the hustle, man. Yeah, you go to gumroll.com and just type in Mark Caesar. I'll come up. Gumroll.com, type gumroad, in Mark Caesar. Yep, G-U-M-R-O-A-D. Type in Gumroad, okay. Yeah, type in Mark Caesar and I'll come up. Yeah, I like that. I like it's a little teaser. Now they have to go buy the special to see the inside. Man, so. Because support, this is, I'm telling you, man, I've, I've interviewed almost 200 comedians of all different routes. There's no right way. There's only your way. And this is a cat right here who is definitely creating his own way. So I started off, the reason why I knew I could do a special in there, mm-hmm. I started off doing a show up in here called Break Room. Okay. I would do it every Monday at noon. From just noon to one. And I would bring in comedians that were stopping in the city or from the city, whatever. They would come up. They would do about 15. I would do about 15. The DJ would spin. And, um, yeah. And wow. people would watch us online. So it would be a live show. Wait, online? Strictly Instagram and Facebook. And what kind of impact did that have? It was a huge impact. People still ask me for it. Huh. They were like, man, why you don't do break from no more? reason why I called it break from because when I used to work in retail, I worked at Home Depot. And people used to like to take their lunch break around the time I took my lunch break so they could get some jokes while we what? eat lunch. So that's what made me come up with a show called Break Room. And um, yeah, we were doing that online, an online comedy show. I had a DJ. We had a mic. I mean, it was everything you would have at a comedy show. Uh huh. Just no, no audience. Oh, so it was no just th- comics in the room. There <laughs> was no a, audience. You, your audience was online. <laughs> so you didn't know if people was laughing at you or not. You What's just up, had to Lil? keep going. What's up, Lil? <laughs> Yep, you just got to keep going. You don't even know. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, that's innovative. Yeah. Did, did that help you build, like, a fan base outside the city as well? Hell, yeah. Interesting. And we never even ran promo ads for it. And I should have ran some promo for it. I might, I might even bring it back. That's a savvy idea. Well, in terms of, like, marketing mm-hmm. and actually getting people to your shows, what kind of tips do you have? Because one thing I think with you is, like, well, you stay consistent. Yeah. And your stuff is also professional. So it's not like you just like went on Microsoft Paint and drew up a poster. Right. Everything you do is professional. What I try to do is, and I try to tell the other comedians this too. Yes. You have to promote. Uh-huh. If you don't promote yourself, there's no way that you take it serious. I tell you a conversation that me and Lil Rel had. Okay. Rel, you know, Rel Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Me and Rel, me and Rel and Hannibal. Well, I had a show I was headlining on the 4th of July. In um, 2016, and Rel and Hannibal came. They were like, "We're gonna come check you out." So they came over. They came kicking up the show, stuff like that. I don't know. Was that light too bright? Oh no! I'll just we'll just use the light. Okay. So if if our backs to the light, then it'll wash out the image. Right. So it was like so. Rel and uh, Hannibal was like, you know, come over check it out. They come through. I did my thing. They do their thing. We have a good time. It's Fourth of July, in New Orleans. We were at uh, the spot called Kermit's. Kermit Ruffin, uh-huh. famous jazz musician, his spot. Interesting. So we was at Kermit's kicking it, you know, and Rel was talking to me, and Rel said, "You know, Mark, you don't, you don't, you don't take this serious." And I was like, "What you mean I don't take it serious? Like I'm a I'm like twelve year vet. No, what what sixteen? Not sixteen. I was like a fifteen year vet. I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> right. What you mean I don't take it serious? He's like, because if you took it serious, you wouldn't be here." Hmm. Like saying I wouldn't be in New Orleans if I took it serious, you know. And and I, I I I I realized what he said was from a place of love because if I 
he was saying that New Orleans, at the time, like, and we still don't, but New Orleans doesn't even have a comedy club. So, how could I possibly take it serious if I don't even, I'm at a place and I'm putting my all into a space, I don't even have a club to, 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 to promote me. So, he was like, man, you should be in L.A. You should be in L.A. And I mean, I, I, I heard that and I, I, I thought about it. But at the same time, I'm like, I get booked in L.A. I get booked in L.A. And a lot of comedians don't get booked to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, so I look at it like that. I'm like, I feel like I'm doing something pretty good. You know, just the fact that and I go to L.A. a good bit, but it's a difference, you know, from getting booked to go there. Because if you already live there, you know, it's, it's not really no money in the cities like that. It's just you're getting paid on exposure in L.A. and New York mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's a lot of damn exposure. But it's not the kind of money I can make being in New Orleans. Being in New Orleans and then going to perform everywhere else. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a double-edged sword. But that's what that's what Ralph told me. So when he told me that, I was like, well, I need to take it to another notch. And he had told me that just after I recorded my album. And my album was doing good. You know, my album was moving units and stuff like that. And he told me that. And, uh, I mean, I took heed to what he said because I, I knew what he meant. Like, I knew exactly what he meant. He wasn't telling me. He's just trying to light a fire under me, telling me that I'm not taking it serious enough. He wouldn't have said it if he didn't care either. Exactly. 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 So, that's, stuck, that's always stuck with me, though. So, I always ask comedians, how serious do you want to take comedy? Because if you do... Like, some comedians that have a show and won't even tell people. They'll just show up to the show. They won't even tell nobody because just, they're just assuming that nobody's going to want to come see them. Mm-hmm. Or I think about, um, like, I even advertise, if I'm, going to, if I'm going to pop up at an open mic, I'm posting about it. Because I want people to know. I want people to come out. I want the other comedians to get seen. I'm trying to build this community. I'm trying to build this comedy community in New Orleans the best way possible. And the best way possible is to get asses in seats. So mm-hmm. that's what I be trying to do. So I just try to make sure it looks good. <laughs> but making money in comedy, those mm-hmm. almost can be an oxymoron. When it's like, I do comedy, but how do you make money? Right. What tips do you have for comics to actually make money in this game? The best way to get paid in comedy is to pay yourself. Ooh. That's the best way to get paid is to pay yourself. If you think you got what it takes to get paid, you think you should be getting paid for shows you do, well, put your own show together and you get your people to come out and buy tickets and pay yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it. Then promoters or whoever, they will follow suit and be like, yo, this person is putting, you know, this person packing it out. And of course, most promoters aren't comedians. So they like to jump in the game because they think it's automatic dollar signs. So... They jump in the game. They start booking you now. Now, you give them your price based off the people that come out to your shows. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I tell comedians. If you want to get paid, the best way to get paid is to pay yourself. Now, also, there's ways to get paid by monetizing yourself. You know, make sure you get some merch. Get some type of merchandise. You know, something to sell. Something for people to take with them. Like, I like to do t-shirts. Um, I do t-shirts. I do hoodies, beanies, pullover jackets, whatever. And I slap whatever my moniker is at the time. I slap it on there. I put out, It cost me money to get this stuff done. It might hit me for a pretty penny, but mm-hmm. it's, it's worth it. 
it's worth it because now people are wearing your shirt and now you're welcome to advertisement. You know, they're wearing your stuff. They're getting you out there. So that's huge. That's another way to get paid. You know, I always tell comedians, man, sell something. Sell something. If you... If your set wasn't that good, sell some ass after the show. I don't know. Sell, 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 sell something. Sell something. Sell plasma. Yeah. Sell whatever it takes. Sell something, man. Ooh. When you talk about packing out seats, what do you find the most effective way to market your shows to get people out? I mean, is it paid ads on social media? Is it talking to everyone you see and telling them? I think it's a little bit of all that. Okay. Going through your whole text thread through your phone and just sending the blasting the flyer out to everybody you text in the last every, three days. Okay, text everyone the flyer. Yeah, That's like smart. Because you'll have a conversation with somebody, but wouldn't even think to tell them that you got something going on. Mm-hmm. That's what I did with the album. Also, I went through everybody that I ever texted in my phone, and I sent it to them. I sent them the. the uh, I did pre-orders. That's what I'm thinking about. I doing. did pre-orders. Now I didn't get paid from my pre-orders until. The special actually was available for them to watch. Uh-huh. But that's guaranteed money. So it just, they would pay for it and then it would just sit there until you release it and yep. then you get all of it at once? Yep. Oh, okay. And yep. this is on Gumroad? Gumroad. You, pre, you pre-sailed or you pre-ordered? Do, I did my pre-sales on Gumroad. I set up the pre-sales, didn't take no time. I just upload the flyer and made a pre-sale link. Okay. Then the link is short. It's not like a long link. Mm-hmm. This is gum.co forward slash comedy money and it goes right to it how you, you have some that you have just an album like you or you, everything you've produced has been a special oh sorry I, I asked no, that good. right you took a bite no, as no, well it's, cool, it's fine this is so, just fascinating I have an album that's 40 that's a 45 minute set mm-hmm. that's totally different from the special that's that's on Gumroad Wow. Yeah. For me, selfishly, my plan is to, my plan, and you know, you can um, audit this plan, (laughs) but um, my my vision was to get this out as an album first Mm -hmm. and then roll out the special on my 10 year anniversary next February. Mm -hmm. But first, just to get the album out, just to get it on the streaming platforms and all that jazz. And just build some buzz that way and then release the special, which is going to have more behind the scenes stuff beyond just the set. And people like that stuff. Behind the scenes? People love that stuff. Yeah. You do that as well? I try. Mm-hmm. But people love that stuff. They love all that behind the scenes stuff. Good. Yeah, so. What do you, um, what do you think about that plan? Any, uh... It's actually a really good plan because that's crazy that you say that because I'm going like going in reverse with mine. I'm about to take the audio from my special and release the audio. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so you, so we, we're kind of thinking the same way of just doing just, one at a time. Yeah, just backwards though. Oh. That way it lives longer. Of course, it lives course. longer. And you are is yours on Sirius XM and all that? Your album? Uh, it's not on Sirius, but it's on like Pandora and Google Play and mm-hmm. and. Um, Spotify, stuff like that. Is that all user submitted or did you like know someone? I submitted it. You just submitted it yourself? Submitted it, but I got the, I talked with the, the person who was the head of the comedy department at Pandora before I even put it out. Interesting. Before I even recorded the album. That was the whole reason for me recording the album. Really? Yeah. How'd you meet them? <laughs> we never met in, in person. You just reached out? My homeboy, Nate, 
he's the manager. He's the role manager for Tank and the Bangers. Okay. The, the uh, music group. And they tour all over the world. Crazy. They big right now. They just did Made in America, all that stuff. But Nate was living in Berkeley. And the headquarters is out there in, like, Berkeley, Oakland area. So he is friends. He was friends with those people. And we linked like that. He was like, hey, this is my guy, Mark Caesar. He's the go-to guy for comedy in New Orleans. Oh, blah, blah. that's so cool. He's doing this, he's doing that. Mm-hmm. Boom, hit me back. Okay, cool. Mark, send us something. We'll put it up. And that's from there. Whoa. Yeah. Just organic. Yeah. Just being good yep. and letting the network work. Just letting the network work. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, this has been gold. Is there any other advice you have for comics or me? Before we wrap this up here, um, I don't really do advice because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm I'm still learning too much myself. Okay. But I feel like more of tidbits than advice. You know, mm-hmm. like stay true. You know, don't don't get it's gonna. No, I can't say don't get discouraged because we get that we get that feeling of discouragement sometimes. But the fact that you're out on the tour right now lets me know that. You're not going through that right now, but you may have your ups and your downs. Of course, of course. But so I tell people all the time, like, um, you're not doing comedy just for a hobby. Somebody thought you was funny for you to even do it, you know, for you even to say I'm about to try to do it or whatever. So that's big in itself. Comedy is hard. We don't have a, we don't have music behind us. We don't have a, a band or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It's all on us. All eyes are on us. So. With that being said, you know, um, I would tell people to just be true. Don't doubt, don't doubt your following. Don't doubt your following because you may have people that follow you that you don't even know. Uh, don't, or you don't even know that they're following you. You may know that person, but you don't even know that they're following you. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to sell something, sell it to them. Another thing, friends don't get in free. Friends don't get in free. Because if I worked at a mall, I couldn't... I, if, uh, if you worked at a mall, I couldn't come to your job and get a free shirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Boom. And that's how you get your check. That's how I get my check. So it should be an even playing field. Boom. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much what I got as far as advice. <laughs> that's good stuff, man. Good tidbits there. I think you, you triggered something in my brain before we get out of here. It was, what was your first tidbit? Oh, darn. Friends don't get in free. Said so. What'd you say before that? Oh, uh, about people that support your supporters. Making sure you let people know what you got going on. Oh, sell to them. Yeah, sell How to them. How do you sell to people without being like, gimme, 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 right. if that makes sense? Um, I send them what I have going on. Uh-huh. Usually the price is already listed on it. I send them the same thing I would send someone else who I don't know. And they would know that. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah. And do you, uh, do you have an email list as well? Do you do that? I do have an email list, but I can find my email list through through, through shows. Mm-hmm. From the shows I've done. And I make sure I always use Eventbrite. Boom. Even, that if the show, even if it's a free show I'm doing, I always use Eventbrite because you get people to RSVP. They feel important. Oh, excuse me. Eventbrite, that's gold. They feel important with the RSVP. And, and, and be savvy with the naming of stuff. 
Okay. Like, when I did my comedy special, I called it Marcus Caesar Invite Only Comedy Show. So the people that did get an invite, it was like Willy Wonka gave them the golden ticket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> so things like that. Those are the things that that get people going. You know, those mm-hmm. are things. making people feel special. That's it's all about making people feel special. I mean, and they are special. Of course, of course. So that's what it's all about: making people feel special. Especially now, more than ever, with everyone like wanting to be on, or it's like internet perception you know the more special you can make someone feel the more likely they're going to be able to share it as well right like, look how special i am right Ooh, man this was meant to be i've got to yeah. say mr caesar i think so man i think so so let let the people know where they can support you follow you uh connect with you what i love about my uh, this podcast is like the listeners Engage like mm-hmm. when I when I say reach out to this person, I've had people that have been on the show reach out to me and be like, "Yo, your your listeners like are bombarding me right now." Yeah, like we call it the hot breath averse. Yeah, is what we call it. I but like it. people really engage. So this is a cat you definitely want to engage with. So how can they engage with you and support you? Yeah. So first off, shout out to the Hot Breath Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to you guys. Um, but you guys can follow me. On uh, you can follow my comedy page on Facebook, uh, comedian Mark Caesar. Uh, you'll see me weird picture with my tongue sticking out. Hmm. The photographer thought that would be a good picture, so we went with it, and now that's the picture that everybody uses as the go-to for my flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can catch me. You can follow me on Instagram at Mark underscore Caesar. That's Mark M A R K Caesar C A E S A R. The number thirteen. Oh, no, no, no. That's my email. But uh, Mark, <laughs> underscore, Mark, Mark underscore Caesar on Instagram. And, um, and for um, Twitter, it's at Piss Your Pants, the number one. So oh, that's branding. <laughs> it is more ratchet on Y-O. Twitter. Yes, yeah. Twitter yeah, P-I-S-S-Y-O, pants, the number one. And to get your comedy special? And you get my comedy special, you can go to gumroad.com. That's G-U-M-R-O-A-D. Gumroad.co.co mm-hmm. forward slash comedy money. And that's going to be in the show notes as well. I'm going to link that in the show notes. Just go click on that. Support this man. Seriously. Like, this is, this is a comedian showing you it can be done your own way. Yeah. So we appreciate <laughs> the advice. No, you're doing. Yeah. You're doing, man. You're doing. We all do that, though. We're all like, my yeah. friends always be like, no, you're doing. You're doing. But we're always like, yeah, because yeah. our vision's so much bigger than. Right. It seems like it's always so much bigger than where we are, and we know where we're going to be. So it's like, yeah, this is cool, but it's like we know this is just one step. Right. In the direction of where we're going to end up. All right. Well, hop breath verse. You have your marching orders. Reach out to Mark Caesar and let him know you bought his comedy special, yeah. and go forth and create your own success. Peace. Okay, hot breath of verse. If you enjoyed this episode, go connect with Mark directly. Remember, that's Mark Caesar, C A E S A R. And remember, connect with me directly as well. I'm going on tour. This is my trophy husband tour, week two Huntsville, Chattanooga, Nashville, Maryville. Connect with me directly. Let's also connect over on Patreon. I've been posting a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff from the tour and my stand-up sets I've been doing. And last week's episode, we toured a van 
a comic was living in. I posted the video of that tour on there. I also posted the video of this episode on there. It's just a, a good resource to get additional hot breath content while also supporting the podcast and all the work that goes into it. So if you do appreciate the show, I'd appreciate just a quick, quick hit over on the Patreon. It'll be linked in the show notes as well, but no donation is too small and it really does add up. And I've been hitting the streets out there, connecting with a lot of you directly in these cities. So I know you're out there and I know you're listening. So holla at your boy. All right. Anyway, let's get out of here. I'm going to go hit the road. I'm actually recording this right before I go to Huntsville headlining shenanigans tonight. And then you heard the schedule from there. I'll be in Chattanooga. I'll be in Maryville. I'll be in Nashville. So let's connect, hot brethren and sister. And I need you. We need each other. We're all learning together and growing together. So I hope this episode will help you to low, help you to low, help you to grow and learn just a little bit faster. So reach out to Mark if you enjoyed this episode and reach out to me for whatever you need. And all that being said, thank you to my wife, Erin Byers, of course, for you know all the support personally and for making the theme song of this show, forever embedding herself at the end of all these episodes. So until next Monday, right here on Hot Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.